The End of a Village Mullermast Village began to decline from the late 1400s, and the tumultuous years of the 16th century hastened its doom. Although some form of settlement limped on with the castle into the 17th century, its heyday was long since gone. Eventually, the last tenant departed, and what was once a thriving community gradually disappeared below the sod. The ultimate failure of Mullamast was due to a number of factors. The village suffered economically after a fall in demand for the hobby horse, which became less popular militarily in the late 14th century. Once the golden age of the hobby had passed, the village never enjoyed such financial success again. The warfare and raiding that periodically laid waste to the locality, particularly during the hard years of the 1530s, must surely have contributed. The church of Mullamast was never mentioned again after it was described as ruinous in 1533, suggesting that there were not enough villagers or resources to repair and rebuild the church. The village of Mullamast rose and fell in the shadow of the ancient site of Masto. Throughout the lifetime of the settlement, the past glories of that royal ridgeline had lived on in the memories of the Gaelic-Irish of Leinster. Those memories remained strong even as the village fell into decline. Masto's importance was the reason that the great Gaelic-Irish Lord of Leash, Rory O'Gomora, Rory O'Gomore, decided to camp there one fateful New Year's Day in 1577. Rory was on his way to negotiate with the English and had been granted safe passage for that purpose. But he was betrayed. He and his entourage were set upon in Masto's royal enclosure by English forces and slaughtered. Today, a monument stands on the spot to commemorate the O'Moores, O'Lawlers, O'Kellys, O'Dorans, McAvoys, Devoys and Dowlings, who all fell with him. Sometimes memory is built in layers. Rory O'Gomore's fate was in turn the inspiration for another giant of Irish history's visit to the site in 1843. He was Daniel O'Connell, forever known as the Liberator for his role in Catholic emancipation. By then focused on repeal of the Act of Union, on the 1st of October that year, O'Connell ascended a platform in the wrath to address a monster meeting in front of tens of thousands of people. It was here that O'Connell was presented with his famous Milesian cap, which he cherished for the remainder of his life. It is likely none among that enormous 1843 Mullamas crowd had ever heard of the Anglo-Norman village that once thrived near where they stood. One of the latest features discovered during the excavation bore testament to just how much the landscape had changed by then. Just to the south of the medieval village, a stone lime kiln dated to the 18th or 19th century was discovered. These kilns roasted limestone to turn it into lime powder or quicklime. This useful substance was spread on the land as fertiliser, or used in mortar, or it was applied to buildings as whitewash. 
Because of their function, the lime kilns were often built away from settlements. This kiln may have been built during the 18th century construction of nearby Prospect House by the Horton family. The building of that fine home, which still survives today, also represented the final chapter in the story of medieval Mullamast. For as Prospect House went up, the last remains of Mullamast Castle came down. It is possible that something of the existence of Mullamast village survived in local folk memory. In the 19th century, one of the fields near where the settlement was eventually discovered was known as the Old Town. The field had long since been pasture, so the name may represent a half-remembered memory of what had once existed there. But, unsurprisingly, even in the realms of local folklore, the village founded by the Anglo-Normans pales in the shadow of Masto. Of the many tales told of the royal site, perhaps the most compelling is one from the 19th century, known as the Enchanted Story. It tells of Gerard Fitzgerald, who was known as the Wizard Earl of Kildare. According to the legend, he still sleeps in a cave under Masto's wrath. The Wizard Earl is joined in slumber by many of his followers and their great horses. Once every seven years they awake to ride once more around their former lands in Kildare. The Earl can be easily recognised as he sits atop a great snow-white horse shod with silver. The legend tells that each time they complete their ride, they return to their cave, forever waiting for the time to come to finally free Ireland from her foes. Thank you for listening to Mullamast, the story of a medieval village. This audiobook accompanies the publication Colonising a Royal Landscape, the history and archaeology of a medieval village at Mullamast, County Kildare, by Teresa Bulger. The book will allow you to dig deeper into the remarkable stories of Mullamast and to learn more about the archaeology and history of this important site. You can find details on the publication at tii.ie. This audiobook was produced by Abarta Heritage on behalf of Transport Infrastructure Ireland. The audiobook was written by Damien Shields and narrated by Gerry O'Brien. It was edited and produced by Neil Jackman, Roisin Burke and Jenny Murphy of Abarta Heritage and recorded in Bluebird Studios Kildare with sound engineer Declan Lonigan. We wish to thank Ronan Swan and Noel Dunn of Transport Infrastructure Ireland for all of their assistance throughout this project. For more audiobooks on Irish archaeology and history, please visit our website at www.apartheritage.ie.